the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. You're in the loop. Every week we talk with the people who make San Antonio a better place to live. Thanks for joining us in the loop. Here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to In the Loop. I'm Milton Glick, and that's exactly what we do. We get you caught up with the people and the organizations that are making San Antonio a better place to live. One of my favorite guests is Jenny Funk. She is the Director of Programs with the San Antonio and South Texas Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association and a tremendous fighter for those with Alzheimer's. And you'll get that idea, uh, and you'll learn that very quickly as we talk to her. Uh, and we'll tell you all about what's happening and uh, more right now as we welcome Jenny to the line. Hi, Jenny. How are you doing? Hi. Good morning. Hi, Milton. It's so good to hear your voice. It's great to hear your voice, too. And uh, uh, love talking to you because you, you offer a wide variety of information. Uh, you offer a little hope. Uh, so uh, this is this is this is good. So absolutely, you want to start off. We'll we'll talking about the Alzheimer's Association, and we'll talk about Alzheimer's in general. You want to talk about a little of the history and the mission of the Alzheimer's Association? Sure, absolutely. So we are a nationwide nonprofit organization, and our chapter office in San Antonio opened in 1989. It's been around a very long time. We just moved about a year ago, so we're in a different office building now. We're right on the access road of Blanco and 410. It seems like it's just working out really well for us here. We're up on the third floor. There's plenty of parking, um, and, it, it you know, it's, it's a newer – we just feel like everything we need is, is here in this office, and we definitely have people that come into the office, but we – always, always recommend that people call our helpline because it is 24 hours a day. And if, if you are a family member that is concerned about a loved one or maybe even concerned about yourself, this is the organization that we, we, we want you to call us. Let us help with resources, with maybe helping get you the resource of, of a clinician, being able to get a diagnosis, Maybe even find out that it's something else that's causing possible dementia symptoms. So as a nonprofit, again, we, we're nationwide. We have chapters in all major cities, and we cover all counties. So we have a huge geography of, of our chapter that covers 43 counties. We go all the way to all of South Texas. And we're here to support families with education, support groups, advocacy. We we have a hand in trying to make laws and bills uh, better for people living with dementia. And of course, research. We, our, our, we have a long mission statement, but ultimately it comes down to care and support and people and science where we as an organization fund research studies because ultimately we want to find a cure. It is absolutely our goal to end 
this disease, to end Alzheimer's, to end all uh, diseases that cause dementia symptoms, and to also continue to help find treatments for people who already have the disease, and to find prevention. Prevention is huge for, for all the generations to come who we absolutely do not want to get this disease. So we also work with a lot of other organizations in town that have support services for people with dementia as well. So we, we just we want to help families and, and professionals in any way that we can. And uh, let's do this. Uh, let's Every time we stop down, uh, because it is such a tremendous resource, Jenny, uh, let's give the website and the uh, 24-7 helpline number. Okay, 1-800-272-3900. You will be able to speak with a trained staff person, whether you just have a question or you need specific some resources in your area or you have a crisis. No matter the, no matter the call, call us, and they will make sure and get you linked to the chapter closest to you and, um, and just kind of talk through all kinds of things. And then our website is very easy. It's just alz.org, alz.org. And on the website, you'll find all kinds of cr- tremendous uh, information, but you'll find that phone number again, 800 272 Zero zero, and I've I've called that number before and asked questions, and it was, it was a terrific uh, experience in that that was uh, gave me a lot of peace of mind uh, that with the answers and, and stuff. Yeah, um, well, Jenny, where do we start now? We've uh, we've got plenty of time, but uh, so we have the history. You want to talk a little bit about the programs within the Alzheimer's Association here in town? Sure, absolutely. Um, we, you know, things kind of changed with COVID to where we do have quite a lot of things that we can offer now virtually on Zoom. For some people, they really appreciate that. They don't have to get in their car and drive, say, to a support group. We have support groups on Mondays, on Fridays, at different times of the day. We have support groups that meet in person. We have groups that are for family caregivers, and we have groups for people living with dementia in, in early stages. And, you know, we hear from them. They, they need support and information and education just as much as their family member who is the caregiver or care or love giver, as we may say. Um, so we've got groups. We have educational classes. We've got about 16 different topics that we can either, we can come to you, you can um, come to us, we've got them online, all of this free, of course. Um, and with, with Alzheimer's, with this disease, we know how important it is to just start with the basics, learn what the disease is, learn how do you get a diagnosis. How do you get someone to the doctor's office if they're refusing to go? You have all of that kind of information. So, but learning about what this is and also, okay, if it, if it is Alzheimer's or vascular or Lewy body or one of the many different kinds of brain diseases that cause dementia, learn, learn how to, you know, what, what do I do? How, how do I navigate through this? What resources are there? What do we need to start planning for? 
how do I communicate with someone when they're starting to really struggle because that part of the brain is getting damaged? All of those kind of things we, we have with our classes. We have safety services. We can talk about and, and offer a lot of suggestions related to the issue of driving, which is really serious, wandering, which is extremely serious. So we, we just we have all kinds of information to help um, no matter what the topic is. Uh, what, what do folks who go through the support groups and who are participating in them, what do they tell you they like about them? What, what, what do they get out of them? And I know the answer, well, but I'm, I'm, I want you to say. Sure. Um, I have, we have one uh, support group where we are in need of a volunteer facilitator. And so in the meantime, I am providing backup for that. And I get to hear directly from families that they, it, it, it truly is they, they are no longer alone. They're no longer sitting at home trying to figure out what in the world, how do I handle this? What do I do? How do I, how do I approach this? How do I, I need a break also? It, it also can serve as, as a time where, you know, for family caregivers getting upset, getting angry, needing to vent, needing to share funny stories, needing to have a good laugh. I saw all of the above in the support group that I just um, filled in for, where overall it was, I am so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be able to share with you all. It's it's same, but it's different. We all have a loved one who's on this journey, and it's different because you may be a spouse or you may be an adult child of a parent who has the disease, but we can sit here and talk through things and find out, okay, I'm, I'm not the only one who's going through this. And, and also finding out about resources and just, knowing that you're not alone. And without a doubt, I would say they also give the, the overall um, feedback that, boy, I wish other people would, would come and join us, that we know there are so many other families that are out there going through this by themselves, and if they would just take that little step and come check it out. And, you know, absolutely, support groups are not for everybody. Some people don't want to. To, you know, maybe they'd be better with a one-on-one conversation, and we can do that as well. But for those that do, I, I have heard it's, they'll even say it's life-saving. Uh, we don't know what we would do if we didn't have this meeting to come to. So they, they're really impactful. Talking to Jenny Funk, she is the Director of Programs uh, in San Antonio and South Texas Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. Jenny, if... Uh, Let's let's do the little ad too. It's it's alz dot org and uh, the helpline number is eight hundred two seven two three nine zero zero. But w- what are you looking for in a facilitator? What does that person need to be? So maybe there's someone out there that that's interested in helping. Absolutely, all we we have classes and support groups, and we need volunteers. There is no way with our very small staff that we can reach all the people who need support and. We have training available. We, uh, we try to be very, very grateful and thankful to all of our volunteers. Um, if, you've had an experience, if you've had experience with this, great. It's okay if you have not because we, we definitely want to make sure that someone goes through our training, that they feel comfortable, that 
say, you know, we don't just kind of throw them out there <laughs> to the wolves on their own. We make sure that they can shadow us, that, you know, they're, they're good and comfortable before they go out into the public. But really, it, it's just, it is very much learning about, you know, being a good listener and just helping to steer the conversation and, um, and make sure that people know, again, that, hey, there's resources and, and you, can, you can certainly get a lot of information through the association. So we don't need people to be experts. We don't need them to have been on this personal journey. But as you, as you know, it's, it is so prevalent. <laughs> Quite a lot of people have. And yep. we understand when people are, are, are currently caregiving they don't have a spare moment, but for those people who maybe are retired or have been through this journey, your experiences can really help people who say are, you know, they're just starting out. They're in the very beginning of this and really don't have any idea what to do or what's coming or what to plan for. So, um, so yeah, we, and all of our classes, we, um, we, we also have these really cool awareness presentations that, you know, they can be anywhere from five to 20 minutes long. We can train volunteers to go out to, to schools, to businesses, to churches, and just spread awareness that you're not alone. There are resources. You, you know, get support while you're going through this. And do you want the, the same 800 number or the website? Yes. What, what, okay. Yes, absolutely. And and if you if say for example you go to alz.org, you can you can find our chapter. It says uh, local resources and you can you can find our San Antonio chapter page with all of our local info or you can type in volunteer or I want to volunteer and it'll take you to our our volunteer uh, portal where um, we do have have an application that we have people um, go through and for our, our support group facilitators, we do a background check because we know that they are going to be, um, you know, face to face with individuals who are either living with dementia or family members. So we, we just want to, we have those procedures that we follow through with for safety and everything. And yeah, all of that can be found on our website. Or again, if you, if you call the helpline, you can ask about everything. You can ask about research studies. You can ask about, I want to volunteer, or I, I, need, a, I need an elder law attorney. I need a home health. Anything like that, you can call in on our helpline staff. It's, it's awesome. They're 24 hours a day. So at 3 in the morning, if you need to talk to somebody, call us. Yeah, and you're, you're not going to... Uh, shock you're not going to they they've they've heard it before so that's the good part is so you're talking Mm -hmm. to someone who understands what exactly what you're going through uh so it's it's really really good um Mm -hmm. uh, so jenny okay and oh and by the way on the website this is great too and this would be a great great question if you had concerns at for calling that 800-272-3900 by the way if you didn't get that number I couldn't write it down, whatever. Call me. I'm Milton here at the station. I will get that number uh, to you as well. But on the website, uh, there are uh, the 10 signs. uh, And I I like the way that the, uh, that it was broken down into, you know, this is, this is typical. This might not be typical. Do I have it right? Yes, absolutely. Because unfortunately, there's still a lot of 
there is still stigma, and there's still a lot of misinformation as far as people thinking that, ah, well, you just get old and you get Alzheimer's disease and you get forgetful. That is not the case. There are a lot of things that can cause someone to be forgetful. If it's truly Alzheimer's disease, then it is very serious, and we want you to have all kinds of, you know, resources. There are now, for the first time ever, treatments that are, you know, we're, we're no longer we're searching for treatments, but we are currently in an era of treatments where we are working very hard to make these available. But people, you know, they're most definitely for people in early stages. And so just learning what the warning signs are and not chalking it up to, well, they're just getting a little older, you know, let's. Let's find out. Let's get an assessment done and find out. Is it something that maybe it's treatable and reversible, or maybe it's Alzheimer's or another form of, of a brain disease that's causing, you know, symptoms like forgetfulness and um, changes in just ability to do day-to-day tasks, um, uh, you know, all kinds of things. And I do, I, I love how it gives the, in our class of Know the Ten Signs, also gives examples of, you know, a, a normal activity is um, maybe forgetting uh, directions to someplace that, you know, you've never been before. And so you need help and assistance with that. But what if it's a place that you've driven once a week all your life and now you have someone who's getting lost? because they don't have any idea which way to go. So, again, it it really shows the differences between normal age-related changes and, no, this is a warning sign, something is off, let's get it checked out. Um, And then, interestingly enough, when, you know, you always give new uh, news and information, one of the things that you said, there's a new blood test that screens for Alzheimer's, or it's, it's getting closer to reality. It sure is. It is happening in research studies. It's not something where, as of yet, you can walk into your doctor's office or a clinic and and ask for a blood test, but it's coming. It's coming. And this week, um, one of the journals published a, a large study that was done on a blood test that, again, in, re, in the study really showed that with a blood test, which, again, with Alzheimer's, it, it can be really hard to make a diagnosis. Sometimes it involves getting a brain scan or maybe even a spinal tap. Well, those, those aren't accessible to everyone. They can also be very expensive. And so the fact that being able to even do a blood test, for example, okay, they do a cholesterol test, right, to see if someone may be is at risk for stroke or heart attack. Well, with this blood test, it's looking at one of the um, things in the brain that is really a, a hallmark of Alzheimer's to be able to go, okay, we can make this much easier and quicker and more accessible and portable way to make a diagnosis. And with that diagnosis comes, okay, now we can really jump on are there any treatments available? Let's get, you know, our decisions in line. Let's get our, our legal paperwork, our medical power of attorney done. There's just so much that 
can and needs to be done if someone truly has Alzheimer's disease. And being able to have this blood test, it's going to change. It's going to change everything. Yeah. It's going to help make a diagnosis more accurate. It's going to be more affordable. It's going to be a whole lot uh, more accessible. It's going to help in rural areas. It's going to help with underserved populations. It's it's going to be a game changer. And and the results of this one um, were were really, really very positive. So um, we know there's still, there's, you know, it's not, it's not FDA approved yet. It's not available to the public yet. But with this uh, research that was presented, it's, it's going to be, um, and it's, it's coming. It's going to be a game changer for sure. Uh, Ginny Funk is our guest today. She's the Director of Programs with the San Antonio and South Texas Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. ALZ.org, the website, and 800-272-3900, 800-272-3900, the 24-7 helpline uh, that can get you a lot of the information uh, that you're hearing about today. Ginny, you, you mentioned, too, uh, you sent me some good topics to talk about. Uh, we have... a some healthy habits for your brain that may uh, may help a great deal in terms of dementia? Yes. So we are going to, and we always have, included brain health, focusing on brain health. You know, what, what can we do to potentially lower our risk of getting Alzheimer's disease? And we have this, uh, this program based on research that has been done, 10 Healthy Habits for Your Brain, Yes, it's on our website. Yes, we have a class to go with it. Scientists actually estimate that as much of as 40% of dementia cases worldwide may be attributable to what's considered to be modifiable risk factors, which means things that we have control over that we could, in fact, have an impact on our own healthy behaviors to reduce the risk of getting dementia and having cognitive decline. So um, I won't go through all these. They, they certainly, they make a lot of sense. But again, it's just showing that changing our habits, getting into new routines, they will have an impact. Challenging yourself, challenge your brain, learn a new skill. Excuse me. Get moving. There is now so much linkage between heart health and brain health. And so, yes, exercise regularly. Things it just things to get your heart rate and increase blood flow to your brain and to the rest of your body. All of those things, and not just you know, it's not just running, but dancing, gardening, whatever works for you. There are there are just. There's so many things now that show that really helps. Um, controlling your blood pressure. Medications, we know, can help lower blood pressure, healthy habits, eating right, physical activity. Those things can help, too. Managing diabetes, eating right, maintaining a healthy weight, and sleeping well. Oh, my gosh, that's been in the news. There's, there's a lot now that shows the link between brain health and good quality sleep. So again, this is all about, you know, adopting some healthy habits 
any time, no matter what your age, to try to take care and take charge of your own brain health as much as possible. So, And that's on the, the website, too? Yes. Oh, yes. good. Or, and call us. Call us and let's, you know, let's really talk about 10 healthy habits for your brain. What can we do to lower our risk of, of having cognitive decline and potentially developing dementia symptoms? We just have about a, a few minutes left, um, and I have so many more questions. But here's what I do want to do before we, <laughs> we, we run out of time. I, I want to, if, if our listeners, in this next couple minutes, you get the, you get the mic, uh, want to get involved. They want to help the Alzheimer's Association achieve its mission. What are some of the things they can do? Volunteer, volunteer. We need volunteers at our events. We have, of course, our our very uh, nationwide, um, our sort of premier event, which is our Walk to End Alzheimer's. We just had our seven walks across our chapter last fall. They were incredible. Those are very volunteer-driven all of our care and support programs, again, we need volunteers for. We have a gala, a beautiful gala coming up on May 10th. We have volunteers that are planning that event. We need, uh, we need people to share their stories with elected officials, which can sound scary, but honest to goodness, we, they go through training and we just we ask. When someone hears the story of what you go through, either living with this disease or caring for someone with it, it, it makes such a huge impact, and it, it can really change lives as far as, um, you know, things that happen in the legislative session. It's, it's phenomenal. So we need people to help us, you know, here in the office. Our office is um, super easy to get to. We're right on uh, Blanco and 410, and so we need, we need volunteers to help us with, early stage engagement. We have a lot of very fun programs, again, for people living with dementia. We need volunteers and we just, we need help and we need people to share their stories and talk about this so that we can, we can end the stigma and we can really start reaching more people that we know are out there and are struggling, don't have any idea what's available to them. Well, Jenny, thank you for coming on the show. Again, we, we need to do a part one and a part two. Next time, that's how we'll do it. Uh, okay. But I will okay. tell people again, uh, alz.org, just remember that, and it'll get you to the San Antonio chapter. And if you need help right now or you just have any kind of question, 24-7, the number 800-272-3900. Jenny, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you, as always, for everything. We really appreciate being able to share, for sure. I appreciate you coming on and sharing. We will take a, a break and catch up with you next week. I'm Milton Glick. Join us then as we keep you in the loop. Thanks for joining us in the loop. We look forward to bringing you next week's show with Milton Glick. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.